Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we offer a simplified explainer on what the RBI's new rules on risk-weighted assets mean. Before we start today's episode, here's a quick side note from Team Ditto. Did you know that two-thirds of medical bills in India are paid out of pocket? Imagine growing your investments only to see them vanish with a single hospital trip. That's why as a financially prudent individual, you must have comprehensive health insurance. And for this, you can talk to our team at Ditto Insurance today, where we guarantee unbiased, spam-free and personalized insurance advice. The link is in the description below. Now, on to today's episode. On paper, a bank has a simple job. Accept deposits from people like you and me and then use the same monies to disburse loans to folks who need it. But of course, it can't just play around with other people's money, right? There has to be some sort of skin in the game. So the bank has to cough up its own money or capital too. Because if things go south, there's some ownership capital involved and it's not just depositors, hard-earned rupees that's at stake. So let's just say that a bank disperses loans worth 100 rupees. Remember, a loan is an asset for the bank because it gets interest on it and will also be repaid at the end of a certain period. Now, RBI's rules state that a minimum of 9% should be set aside from the bank's coffers. That means a minimum of 9 rupees of its own capital should be locked up for contingencies. That seems quite sensible, right? But hold on, it's actually a little more complicated than that. See, regulators have something called risk weighting of assets. This simply means that they don't believe that all loans or assets are equal. For instance, if the bank doles out a home loan, it can always repossess the home if there's a default. It's the same thing with a gold loan. There's collateral involved. On the other hand, a personal loan doesn't have any collateral. It's unsecured. This makes it more riskier than other types of loans. So the regulator might say, Okay, for 100 rupees worth of home loans, we'll assign a risk weight of 50%. That means we consider only 50 rupees worth of this loan to be risky. So you need only to set aside 4.5 rupees worth of your own capital, which is 9% of 50 rupees. But for personal loans, the risk weight is 100%. So if you lend 100 rupees, you need to keep 9 rupees worth of capital. Now, if you are a banker who is averse to risk, you would rather dabble in loans that require you to put up less for your own capital. But you also know that you can charge a higher interest rate on a personal loan or a credit card. It's these riskier types of loans that brings in the dough. So at the end of the day, you have to figure out how to balance this tightrope. Squeeze out higher interest rates while putting up the lowest capital. That's banking in a nutshell. And this brings us to the RBI diktat. One fine day last week, the central bank issued one of its dreaded circulars. It had decided to tweak the risk weights. That means from now, unsecured personal loans and even the money they lend to other non-banking financial companies simply known as NBFCs will have a risk weight of 125% instead of 100%. And for credit cards, the risk weight will now be 150%. Ergo, the banks have to cough up additional capital because these types of loans are considered even riskier now. Why did the RBI do this, you ask? Well, For a while now, the RBI has been tired of banks being quite trigger-happy with their lending behaviour and it has been kind of nudging banks to slow down. But the advice fell on deaf ears. Remember our story entitled Are Indians Struggling to Pay Bills from Last Month? In it, we said, quote, While overall bank credit in FY23 grew by 15%, the growth in these unsecured loans worth 
10,000 rupees to 50,000 rupees zoomed by a staggering 48% and the defaults are already creeping up while the overall bad loans in the retail segment is below 1.5% in the tiny personal loan category it has soared to 8.1% already to make matters worse according to a UBS report released this month the share of lending to people who are already past their due dates have nearly doubled from 12% in FY19 to 23% in FY23 unquote So push has come to shove and the RBI simply decided to take matters into its own hands it is changing the rules to finally force banks to change and it will have a ripple effect what do we mean firstly banks will have to set aside additional capital on personal loans and credit cards even on loans that they have issued previously and this is idle money the bank doesn't earn anything from it so to make up for this they might end up charging a higher interest rate on new personal loans It's not just banks but even non-banking financial companies or NBFCs and their fintech partners like Paytm will be caught up in all of this. But these entities will be hit by a double whammy both on the assets and liabilities side. You see NBFCs first borrow quite heavily from banks. This is a liability because they have to pay it back to the banks later and it's this money that they subsequently dole out as loans. But now as we told you earlier when banks lend to NBFCs they have to first set aside more capital due to their higher risk weight so the bank will charge a higher interest rate from NBFCs also when NBFCs disburse personal loans they will need to set aside more capital as well to meet the new risk weight rules that's the double whammy and once the nbfcs factor in the impact of paying banks a higher interest rate and then setting aside their own capital before disbursing loans they will end up charging the final borrower a much higher interest rate so yes that's the bottom line the rbi's new rules make borrowing more expensive for the people and the central bank is hoping that if people have to shell out higher interest it will slow down the demand for loans too and that folks is how the rbi has hiked interest rates without hiking interest rates thank you for listening to today's episode finchots daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as spotify apple podcast and google podcast so make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform until next time